everybody. What's up? Welcome back to Cover B edition. Dinner and a movie? Yeah, real extra dinner and a movie where we eat dinner and talk about a movie. We, movie selection tonight is the recent Hellboy. Yes. Uh, the dinner selection tonight is various tacos from El Bello Grande. Technically, I'm eating tostadas. Well, I have tacos. You have tacos. I have tostadas. Mine's Taco Bell tacos. Mine's just a flat a taco. Cool Ranch Dorito variety. Mine. Um. So, T, yeah. what do what do you think of Hellboy? So, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. However, I feel like I need to make a proclamation. Yeah. It's not a superhero movie. Yeah. Don't go into it being like, I want to watch a superhero movie. This movie is as much a superhero movie as the Keanu Reeves Constantine movie is a superhero movie. Mm -hmm. Just because someone fights evil doesn't mean they're a superhero. Or like Underworld. Yeah. Or Blade. The Blade movies are kind of that way. Like, it's not, none of those that you just said are superhero movies. Action adventure, maybe. More likely for most of them, horror movies. As a horror movie... This movie kicked ass. Mm-hmm. Flat out. That's where Very I'm spooky. at. Very spooky. I, um, so going into this movie, I had kind of low hopes because I feel like this is one of those movies that's going to suffer from whatever group they got <coughs> to, um, do the trailer, generally not doing a good job. I you know agree. I mean? Because, um... There's some, there's moments of like really clunky dialogue and kind of cheesy dialogue. Yeah. And I feel like they put all of those moments in the trailer. And then like, (laughs) everything else was okay. But there's that like, part where someone's like, does your hand do anything? And he's like, it smashes stuff real good. It's such a (laughs) stupid line. It's It's so stupid. And it gave me this idea that they were going to build Hellboy into this kind of buffoon. Like Like a dope? Yeah, they were kind of making him dopey in the trailer. It was like, oh, he's going to be this buffoon that everyone's like, oh, Hellboy's effing stuff up and all this. But it did not end up being that way, which I was happy to see. Um, he's not as goobery in the, in the movie. No, He's just kind of awkward and brash. Um, you know what I mean? Like, as you would expect, like, like I've known people like that who are oh, like yeah. really into heavy metal and like, you know, don't really have many aspirations <laughs> and just kind of like do what other people do. Kind of socially tactless. Yeah, and they just say shit, and they don't understand why people are offended by it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've known people like that. So Same. He's just kind of one of those people, and his heart's in the right place, but he just doesn't really know, like, what he's doing. Um, cool Ranch Dorito Taco? Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Um, anyway, so, story-wise, I gotta kind of harp on this movie a little bit. Um, it didn't didn't really impress me in terms of the plot it was all right hold on one of the cats one of the cats is breaking something this is what happens when you have three cats in a house what are you doing and you try to record stuff and you also try to eat because 
the cats are either going to be on me and my face I'm and back. my food, or they're going <sighs> to be somewhere else getting into stuff because they're mad they aren't on my face and in she my food. She got on the desk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Well, told her not to get. Um, but yeah, the I mean, I don't like disclaimer. I don't know much about the Hellboy comics. I have not read a single one. Just honest. Like, I, they're on my list of, like, this is stuff that would be good for me to know. But I've got so much on that list that I just haven't gotten around to Hellboy, unfortunately. That's a good point. And, um, so I haven't gotten around to reading any Hellboy, so I don't know how much this plays a factor in Hellboy's, like, general lore. But it was weird to me that this movie's plot was pretty much identical to... Like, the first Guillermo del Toro's plot, where it was, like, someone was trying to get Hellboy to the point where he becomes this, like, destroyer of worlds. Right. Which I imagine is a big part of his character. Like, I imagine yeah. that's... That seems like a character plot. Yeah, because it's in both movies, I can't imagine that it's not... It just seems like a weird choice when you're doing a reboot to literally do, like, the same plot again. And right. just replace, like, Rasputin with... Uh, Alice from Resident Evil. You know what I mean? Um, it just seemed bizarre. And then a lot of her interactions with Hellboy seemed like the elf guy from Hellboy 2, Golden yeah. Army. Because she was all about, you're one of us. You're not one of them. You're not a part of their world. And that's what his whole thing was. Like, Why are you helping them? You're not a part. They'll never accept you. You know? Very and so it was, it was. It was very, like, it felt very much like the first two movies just, like, boink together. Um... I really liked all the mythology stuff. Like, that was really cool. Like, all the, like, Arthur mythos and, you know, fairy creatures and stuff. I can definitely see where, like, I heard somebody in a review say that part of the reason it's not catching as much is because it relies on kind of a more obscure mythology knowledge mm. as opposed to just, like, witches and trolls and tea and elves. You know, like, right. it's less Tolkien and more, like, Germanic folklore. And it's like, eh, you know, not everybody really gets behind like, oh yeah, you know, I knew that fairy creatures are weak to iron, you know, because of those myths I read in school. Like, not many people are behind that, but everyone's right. like, oh yeah, I saw the Lord of the Rings movies. I know what elves are, you yeah. know? Yeah. No, so it's a little bit weirder because there's, I mean, there's the main bad guy's a witch, so everyone can get behind that, but it's not like... Well, and she's a very interesting type of witch. Uh -huh. She's like the like, she's like ruler a of witches. She's basically well, like a god of witches, which makes people confused, I think. And her powers are like blood and disease based. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not like, you know, expecto pabonum. It's like, <laughs> it's like shooting out, you know, <laughs> malaria from your wrists. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's, speaking of which... If you are faint at heart, mm. this is not the film for you. I am a huge horror movie fan. We are a horror movie family. We have watched both the best and the worst of horror moviedom. And sometimes we like the yep. worst as much as the best. This movie is graphic. It like, is. Like, shockingly so. I actually said to T after we saw it, I was like, you know, that was like adult swim cartoon level of gore you know what it I mean? was almost caricature gore like i've never honestly seen 
that kind of level of like gruesomeness and gore not in like an animated like celebrity deathmatch or super jail or some shit like that because it was literally like it gets especially like especially heinous towards the end and you know i thought it was awesome and yeah, if you're into, i was entertained if you're into gore you'll love it but if you're not like if deadpool was too gory for you then you might want to chill because it's people you know there's plenty of the standard like people getting their heads lopped off and stuff like that but then there's like and there's some that's a little extreme, but at least you don't see it happen. There's like, like blood splatters. Shots of people with like happens. their brains getting splattered out of their head, like being splattered out of their heads. There's like this creature like tears up a bunch of monks off camera and their body parts like fly in and it's like fake legs and stuff, so they're all rubbery and nasty. Kind of funny looking. Um, but towards the end there's these like demon creatures that come out of the ground. Um and they literally, like, one of them, like, just grabs a dude. They're huge. They're these, like, towering creatures. One of them, like, grabs a dude and, like, grabs his face and just, like, peels his skin off his face. In, like, one swift motion. Yeah, and, like, and it is... And the like... guy's, like, screaming, like, freaking out. And there's, like, you know, another guy, like, grabs this dude, puts him on his, like... He's got this weird spine on his arm and just, like, shreds his skin off and then tosses him aside and these people are screaming and freaking out. It's very gory. It is startling. And, uh, like, like it, yeah. it's, it's, un, it sets you with unease. It's, it's like, like the, it's, I think the only other time that I can like truly remember being like, oh shit, did that happen? Was actually in Silent Hill when there's that like one chick who belongs to the cult, like standing outside when the siren's going off and everyone's like running into the church. And she's still just, like, chilling outside for whatever reason. And then Pyramid Head comes up and just rips her skin off. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. and it's this, like, floppy, wet, like, That was, like, probably the only other real, like, I'm sure there's more. But it's, say... it's, the thing about it is, is that I'm sure, like, you know, they're, like, in one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, Freddy literally, like, rips a dude's veins out and turns him into, like, a marionette. Oh. And, like, that's super gory, but it's also kind of cheesy. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing with this, is this was done in a very, like, horrific... It's done by these, like, inhuman-looking things, and it's done with this, like, dark tone set about it. So it's not as, like... You can't just Silly. write it... Yeah, you can't just write it off as, like, gonzo, like, gratuitous horror. It's like, whoa, this is really effed up. You know, it, these people are, like, screaming... Like... It, since this was so relatively early in in horror, if you look at the grand scheme of how where horror has gone, it's kind of like that first time when you very first saw the first saw. Yeah. And he's and and Carriola starts cutting his leg, and you're like with him as he's cutting his leg in yeah. that chain, and you're like, oh, I can't believe this is on screen, and you're like. Yeah. Like that that feeling of just like utter unease and, like a, and shock. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of that kind of stuff in torture porn, but I would say this is even like I would like I would argue that some people well, I I don't know. Cuz this would be easy for someone to write off as like oh that's fake. But some of the torture porn stuff it's like ugh. Yeah. Like in one of the hostile movies someone gets their like Achilles tendons cut. Oh, that freaks and, like, me out. I can see a lot of shit, but like that I can't see. And there's, like, if someone does something with, like, an eyeball, I can't do that either. But, like, you know, the tendon thing freaks me out. And I've seen a lot of gross shit. But it's just, like, you know, you compare this to, like, 
Starship Troopers, which is an incredibly gory movie, and it's got people getting, like, punctured. But, like, the blood they used in that is so, like, bright red and goofy that and it's a little bit, like... the colors are so garish in everything. Yeah, yeah, and everything's so, like, you know, the guys get, like, blasted by the scarab. It's, like, fire yeah. thing, and they're, like, wah, like, melting. And, like, yeah, it's gruesome, but it's just, I don't know, there's something about how they handled this where the tone is so like dark it's it's less silly yeah and it also sets a it's cool though because it like really fits what's happening because it's happening in the middle of london so you can only assume that what we're seeing is just like tidbits of what like what's happening yeah so you can only imagine like what's happening to the people that like just chilling in their flat and then some demon comes crashing through the window and now they're like being hella tormented it's like um kind of like the hellraiser movies where it's just like you know like the thought of like all this like crazy torture happening you know what i mean because a lot of the hellraiser movies you come like you see a lot of gruesome stuff happen to people but you also just come upon the aftermath of a lot of it yeah so it's more like the reason those movies are great and i don't care what anyone says um is because it's more they're more about like you building the imagination of what happened right as opposed to like literally showing you like oh we're gonna show you you know this person get diced into bitty bits and strung up you know what i mean it's like you find that and you're like oh and it's you know yeah and what you come up with is always gonna be worse than what the director i feel like what they did with that last segment of these Mm -hmm. like creatures coming out of hell and just like spewing Mm -hmm. out of hell and showing you some really gruesome shit happening you know kind of plays into that which speaking of which um this movie was directed by Neil Marshall, uh-huh. who did, who was the director of The Descent. <clears throat> nice. Shazam was uh-huh. also directed by a horror movie director. Nice, yeah, the guy who did uh-huh. Annabelle, right? Yes. Or Conjuring stuff? Yeah. Or is it... So what I find interesting is that both of these movies have some of the best horror movie creatures we've gotten in yeah, horror movies in years can someone please explain to me why these superhero movies can do like badass gruesome freak me out creatures and yet in horror movies we're still getting you know body painted weirdos yeah i don't know like i guess because because they get bigger budgets i don't maybe that's it but like for instance one of the baddies in hellboy is baba yaga Baba Yaga moves in a way that I can't handle. Yeah, Baba Yaga was freaking terrifying. I don't like... So, I'm not scared by much anymore. I have watched all of the horror movies, and I have built an incredibly strong tolerance. However, things that don't move right, so like Valdo from the Soul Calibur games, or uh, the one critter... From that Legion movie. Uh, Ice Cream Man who like. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Those things where they move and they're like upside down and they're skittery. People with two legs and two arms are supposed to move like that and I hate it. It was like um, the like Asian family ghosts in American Horror Story um, Roanoke. Yeah. Remember they yeah. like were doing that Ugh, on the wall. And I were, like, hate it. I hate it. I think there's something to do with also, the fact um, that I don't like I don't like spine stuff. Channel Zero uh Butcher Block, the anxiety monster. 
yeah, came out and was I, like had oh. the upside down face and was like yeah Yay. I can't yeah. It, again I think it has something to do with spinal stuff because I don't like spine stuff either that freaks me out like no I've I've blacked out thinking about what happens when you damage your spine so like that freaks me out Baba Yaga I'm sitting there in the movie and I'm like cool this is all great we're having a really good time then all of a sudden she starts moving and they like lingered on that scene. For just as long yeah, as yeah. they could muster. By the end of it, I was fully immersed in my shirt. Like, I could not see the screen. I was out. Mm-hmm. I was done. Because it was so creepy. It was giving Guillermo really a run for his money in the, mm-hmm. like, creepy critter yeah, and that's, like, um, department. And that's hard. Bouncing off that, I think one of the best things to hopefully come out of this movie um, was just practical effects. Yeah. Like, the... There's this big, like, pig, humanoid pig creature that does a lot of the, like, killing and a lot of the heavy lifting for the witch lady early on. And it's practical effects. Like, his face is animated so he can talk, but his body's practical. You know, when his face isn't talking, it's practical. He's like, so it's this, it, he feels like he's actually there. Up until later in the movie when he gets, like, superpowers, so he's all, like, big. Then he's CGI. But then, like, Baba Yaga, total practical effect. I'm sure it probably had some CGI updating, but... Partially why it was so creepy. Yeah. And, you know, David Harbour's Hellboy, it was entirely practical. And I just think, like, practical effects are so good, and we just don't ever use them. You know? And I get it. CGI, you can do so much. Like, oh, you can make it move so much faster and stuff like that. But, like, sometimes it's cool to just literally see something that is real interacting with other real things it's because you know? hollywood i know what you up to hollywood cgi is cheap it's gotten to the point where it's so much easier to believe do that though CG- because there are more people that are going into animation cgi generation yeah. digital editing and all that stuff but if you look finding at- a good props master yeah is but rough yeah but there's companies that do it and there's companies that can do it and I just don't see the amount. Because if you see, like, big, like, CGI films, like any Marvel film, like, the credits go on forever. And, like, so many of those people, like, it's this huge blocks of names of people that, you know, did CGI elements. And it's like building, it's like how building, like, a AAA video game these days requires, like, a huge amount of people. Because yeah. you literally have one person who it's like, hey, you're on wall textures for this particular location you know what i mean and like that's your job and you are required to make carol's arm blasts the right color every time and so (laughs) you need these like big teams to do a lot of cgi and so i just don't i don't agree i don't think practical effects are more expensive i think they might just be kind of ostracized and considered outdated but i don't think they're outdated i don't you know what i mean i think and i think honestly where the magic happens is when you blend practical things with impractical things so you have a practical thing and then you just add stuff to it to make it you know look more fluid but then it's actually literally physically right there yeah so when someone hits it or it grabs somebody or it moves through a doorway it's literally doing those things and you don't risk it looking out of place. Right. I, um, yeah, that is true. I agree. Acting wise, I thought the acting in this movie was good. Um, David Harbour, like I said, he did a really good job as Hellboy is. Hellboy is 
considerably different than Ron Perlman's Hellboy. Now, again, I haven't read the comics, so I don't know how either, um, you know, compare to Hellboy in the comics in terms of his, like, personality. Um, I know a lot of people have been saying that David Arbers is better, but I don't know. I can't weigh in on that. But, um, you know, he's less suave than, like, Ron Perlman's Hellboy had that really, like, cool under pressure kind of suave He's very thing. smooth. Yeah, and, which was great, but David Harbour's Hellboy is more like, I'm not afraid of stuff, but I'm kind of just perturbed that it's happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially there's a part where he has to, he wakes up from getting, like, stabbed a bunch of times, and he has to fight three <laughs> giants. Yeah. And he's just kind of like, ugh. <laughs> Work. And then he like dives in and he kills one and he's like, Aah! and then like gets up and, <laughs> and it, yeah, it's like work. It's like watching a dude like have to file something. Yeah. I um, thought, um, Daniel Day Kim did a good job in his role. He was your typical like dissenting cocky agent guy who is also a Rakshasha, which is like a jaguar werewolf. It was cool. Which is what I'm calling it, because that's a D&D character that's, like, tigers and jaguars and stuff. Anyway. Um, Sasha Lane, who played um, Alice. Mm-hmm. I... Her acting felt a little green in this, mm-hmm. to me. Like, I thought she had moments where she was very charming, and she, she, like, really did a great job. And then I thought there were moments where, like... I don't know if it was her or if it was the dialogue was just a little murky and, like, clunky. I, yeah, I personally felt that a lot of her dialogue didn't fit the character they were trying to build. You know what I mean? So it may yeah. have been that they, like, had a different idea for how Alice was going to play out. And then they decided to make her this, like, cockney kind of ragamuffin type character. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just didn't. Like, there wasn't a good flow to her dialogue, and so it just ended up really clunky on it to me. Yeah. And I can't, like, and I can't tell if it was the writing or if it was her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mila Jovovich always does a good job. I don't care what you say. Um, How does she still look like that? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, don't know. I swear to God, her and Kate Beckinsale made a deal with the devil. Just don't age. And they just, yeah. they will look the same until we all die. Like, yeah. we'll be long gone, they will still be here looking like that. Doing, like, badass, dark action movies. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I, I don't understand. I it's liked bizarre. I liked Mila as a villain. I agree. I don't We don't feel, get that enough. Yeah, I don't feel like I've seen her do a villain. I can't think of if I've seen her do a villain. But it was really good. She, like, because she has those, like, striking, piercing features, you know what yep. I mean? Yep, So she does this, like really intimidating lady thing very well Mm -hmm. um and then you know shout out to thomas hayden church who oh my god yeah yeah, that was the most entertaining surprise ever yeah yeah. i did not know lobster johnson was going to be in this movie uh but he was and he was super campy and like you know golden age superhero and shouting things like fear my claw and stuff like that and i love you know? that that man's voice i almost feel like he was appropriate for this role almost because 
his voice is so recognizable that it almost adds to the campy. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. he's so associated with, like, shit from the 90s mm-hmm. that, like, you hear his voice and well, you're like, oh, hey! <laughs> like, I didn't know you were gonna be yeah. here. That's cool. Well, it gives you, like, a weird nostalgia feeling just, just hearing his voice. Yeah, he's just one of those guys that has, like, golden age superhero look. So and like sound. Yeah, so, like, the guy they got playing golden age Flash in the Flash TV show is one of those guys. Yep, Where it's absolutely. just, like, they're, like, all chin... And their chin has a chin, and it's his square face and like slick, like forward hair. You know what I mean? Typically, some level and, like, of blonde. Big teeth. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like that's just how every golden age superhero looked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they just like you see them in kind of this like golden silver age type look, and you're like, yeah, that. that there works. it is. Yeah. That <laughs> I appreciated it. Um, but yeah, I, so overall I liked it. Um, I thought, you know, it had low, like odd pacing moments, but I really loved the art direction and I don't feel like we get enough, like really interesting art direction these days. I'm always bitching on like creature design and this and that. And I think they did good. I, I was a little weird on how they made Hellboy look like, I think, they made him look, like, really ugly, like, almost uncomfortably so, you know? Yeah. And that's fine. Like, he's supposed to be, like, people are like, oh, ooh, Hellboy, gross. He is a demon. Um, but it just, I don't know. I would have liked something a little bit more... Digestible? Yeah, I guess he kind of just looked awkward. Like, he looked like David Harbour in prosthetics. I can and see that. And so it was, like, it was a little bit uncomfortable. But uh, otherwise, I really liked it. I really liked the overall play of the film and, you know, the giant fight was one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. Like, that was just really fun. I agree. I, and, uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it was good. Plot was okay. Ending was a little bit kind of quick and just, like, it was done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it kind of one of those, just, there it is, you know? Um, but it was good. I, I overall really liked it it was a fun ride yeah i feel like you know what it what it struggled with in pacing and some dialogue yeah it made up for in in just the like fantasticalness of what you're watching and the like self-awareness of how almost like coyly snarky the tone was Mm -hmm. and and self-aware of that how it was and i really appreciated that so i'm hoping in the next one we get some Abe Sapien. I'm hoping we get some, uh, maybe more Rasputin. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Um, maybe some more, like, really ethereal stuff as opposed to just, like, you know, goblins and trolls and shit and then hell. Maybe we can get some, like, you know, elder god type shit going on. That would be really cool. That's true. You can so. bring in some Cthulhu shit. That'd be mm-hmm. fun. I, less Baba Yaga would be great. Just so that I could actually watch the movie. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be um, but I think my main takeaway <clears throat> from this is that I just don't understand why we're not giving enough money to these horror directors to make movies yeah, that are great. Um, yeah. That aren't supposed to be superhero movies. Like, like we could have some really damn good horror movies 
if you just like gave these directors a shit ton of money and just set them loose clearly because these are the movies they're trying to make yeah like just let it go let it happen these there's, movies will blow your mind there's no reason we had to have a slender man movie where he looked like he was wearing a tree trunk tuxedo that was actually the most depressing film i think <laughs> i've ever seen yeah. because i had wanted a slender hair a slender man movie for so long and then when it actually happened i was like this is a disgrace this is a disgrace to the mythos. It was a waste of time. I shouldn't have spent money on it. Yeah, yeah. I was really aggro about it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, these creatures are sick. Yeah. yeah. In, like, both the good and bad way yeah, of yeah. that word. Like, let these directors and let these art directors do this yeah, shit. Yeah, just let like, them loose. Like, let them loose. Yeah, yeah. Make a... Be willing to spend the money to make a movie that... Yeah, yeah has this in it and like i love guillermo del toro but like there's obviously other talented creature builders out there yeah you know what i mean so we can start using them and then we can also use guillermo and then we can continue to just have awesome like creepy ass movies all over the place yeah and like if other directors are making these cool creepy ass monsters in film then maybe guillermo will actually be able to make a damn video game Uh, poor man (laughs) I hope he does. I hope his character in, um, in Death Stranding, is just him running away from the games industry. <laughs> like I hope it's literally like you find him and he's like, "What? What am I doing here?" And you're like, "What's your name, sir?" And he's like, "My name's Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro. What? Am, am I in a video game? Oh no!" <laughs> you know? Tears streaming, yeah. running for his life. Video games will be the death of me. Anyway. Poor Guillermo. Two thumbs up for Dorito Tacos and two thumbs up for Hellboy. We hope you guys enjoyed your dinner. Yeah. The point of these things is to eat dinner while you listen to them because then it's like we're eating in the same room. We're sharing a meal. You know, get out and see Hellboy. Uh, literally next week we're going to have another one of these because we're going to be talking about Endgame. Oh my God, I can't believe it's almost here. Um, sorry that this one got staggered. We hellboy kind of snuck up on us and we didn't get a chance to see it opening weekend so well and last weekend i was sick so you can just blame me this weekend i'm sick but i'm toughing it out um he's stronger than me it's not my fault i'm in pain i Uh, have asthma (laughs) i'm weak well yeah so get out there and take your big red right hands and smash some movie ticket machines and go see hellboy and we will catch you guys next time on the next episode of Cover B. Bye, everybody.